Hello, and welcome to Sage Advice, a podcast from Western Governors University. I'm Chris Bennell, Vice President of External Affairs for WGU, and I'm sitting down for conversations with my esteemed colleagues and experts across the industry. Together, we're sharing the story of WGU, who we're designed to serve, how we are making education work for everyone, and why we proudly claim to be the most student-centric university in the world. In this episode, I sat down with Kurt Gunnell, Director of Institutional Research at WGU. Kurt is the man behind the numbers at our university. It's his responsibility to sift through the data and see how we can better serve students in the next month, the next year, and the next decade. I've learned so much from him, and I hope you will as well. So without further ado, here is Sage Advice with Kurt Gunnell. On today's episode of Sage Advice, we are joined by Kurt Gunnell, Director of Institutional Research at Western Governors University. Over the course of the next 20, 30 minutes, we are going to spend time talking about the data behind students at Western Governors University, bits and bytes, ones and zeros. This is the gentleman that has it all. Welcome, Kurt. Hello, Chris. Glad to be here. Glad to be here amongst friends and glad that we could talk about data here at WGU. So let me lead off right away, Kurt, with establishing a little bit of a background. I know you've been at Western Governors University since 2011, I believe. Yes, that's correct. Okay. What position did you first hold at the university? Well, I started out as Director of Institutional Research, and it's been a great ride, and I'm still Director of Institutional Research, and it's what attracted me to WGU is working with the data to to improve the student experience and to really use it to improve the student outcomes and such. And so that's that's why I'm here. Glad to be here, even 10 years later. Right? Time goes fast, doesn't it? So prior, Kurt, to coming to Western Governors University, were you doing similar things for other organizations, or what was your career path like before WGU? Great. Thanks for the question, Chris. Yeah, previous to WGU, I was actually working at a state uh, higher ed Board of Regents or state higher ed office for 10 years in the Midwest. I was involved with higher ed data management there at the local, state, and regional and national levels. And being on that for 10 years, it was a great place to be as we're working to move higher ed forward at the state level. I came across uh, WGU and was fascinated by its mission and its realization of serving students through its competency-based education and how it was organized. And it sounded like a great opportunity. And I felt like I needed to hitch my wagon to this train. And I came over to WGU with some great experience again at the state level. But now at WGU, just really continuing with my desire to be at the higher ed data management, particularly now to, to serve students more directly. 
Excellent. So, Kurt, one of the selling points for Western Governors University is that through the competency-based education platform, we're able to provide students a unique learning environment and opportunity. And I know a lot of the information that you come up with isn't necessarily even directly student-aware. I'm sure that they sign waivers etc. as they're enrolling at WGU. But there's a lot of things that are going on, let's say, back office. Can you walk us through a typical day in institutional research? Sure, be glad to do that. The behind the scenes data that we use to help move WGU along on its mission to serve students, we handle a lot of data and making sure that we're getting it to the right leaders or to the faculty. We make sure that it gets both internally situated and and reported out so that people can make better decisions on student services, student support services, even some decisions around some of our technology. We also almost daily work with uh, state authorizations through accreditations through other ways that we uh, get data more externally out to the to those stakeholders to really showcase the work, the, the student progress, the student outcomes, um, completions. And so we really have a great variety of reporting stakeholders internally with our executives, board of trustees, but then also to with our finance department, marketing and others. So we're an equal opportunity service agent depending on who needs it at that time. We both work with ad hoc reports as well as canned reports that we have automatically created to really get the data to the end of the row to those who need it. So let's talk about the data a little bit. What at WGU, you've certainly talked about how it influences many, if not all of the decisions that are made at the university. But what are some of the nuances, let's say, that you see that somebody doing a similar job at a traditional brick and mortar may not see in real time like you do? That's a great question, Chris. One really big differentiator between WGU and possibly other institutions around this is that we have, we are just very technologically supported and integrated. So we not only have data around students who are completing courses and ultimately graduation, but we can even see the smaller subunits of progress. Are students completing courses? How fast are they completing courses? So we have obviously our term-based progress measures. Are they completing courses within a term, which eventually lead to their graduation? We can see how often they pass courses, who are passing courses down even to the different assessment types. And so we're able to break this down into smaller bites of retention, progress, completion, to see where our students are accelerating or where they may be pausing for a little bit and then have our faculty jump in on that. So the great thing is that we have just different levels of data granularity that really allow us to take a peek into how students are progressing. So you've kind of taken away what my favorite place in the classroom was, and that was the back row, one of the far corners where I could have a newspaper on the chair next to me. 
And in real time, you're seeing what the engagement level is, right? Because of the technology. Yes. Again, all of our interactions with our students are technology enabled. We can see where students are logging in and going into the student portal, where they're going into our learning resources, where they're going into even some of our student support centers. We can also see where students are engaging with our faculty. And so really having that engagement metrics, just so that those people who sit on the back seat, they feel part of the discussion included too. And But it is individualized, it's personalized, so that necessarily, Chris, you don't need to be picked on a lot, but yet you know you have the attention and the focus of the faculty. And so that's great that even with an online university, our engagement is still very important, uh, focused, and integrated into our service to students. So a quick Disclaimer, Kurt, external affairs, which I have the privilege of leading at WGU, which includes our government relations and public policy teams, are significant end users of the product that institutional research provides. And not only can we get up-to-the-minute counts on student population, student data, but I've never seen information bifurcated, or maybe beyond that, at the rate that WGU is able to do. Can you give us a little background, Kurt, on on how you break it down by state, county, locale? I know that the team that I lead just has a real opportunity to slice and dice information almost any way that they need it. Yeah, Bifurcate, that's a big word, Chris. Uh, I hope that I can live up to those high standards of verbiage and vernacular. But it's great because uh, we're able to see the data, the daily progress. We have a data lake house, which is updated daily from all of our data sources, internal, our student information system, our technology platforms. And so we're able to have up-to-date data and we're able to look at you know where students uh, where students are at, whether it be in the northwest, southeast, everywhere, because that data is is continuous and it's always available to to your team and to others' team. Because student progress is is not just over a term, but again, as I mentioned earlier, it's it's on a daily basis or or over a week. And so having at your fingertips or instantaneously the number of students that are active in a certain area and and even time-based. Like we're able to even know when students are online during the day or night, you know, being night owls, we, we have a fair amount of students who log in and do their studies, do their assessments, do their preparation at night. And so not only are we geographically based and to know where your team can to know how many active students or, or graduates, even applicants are from that area. We're able to look at across uh, time-based and look at how many are, are coming in, learning, graduating, and such. So I think a very integrated data warehouse that is set up to source and source things daily, but we actually have even within the day several times that the data is updated uh, within uh, several hours. Because again, we want to serve students at the minute, 
that they need that help. And so being aware of where they're at, both geographically, but also where they're at in their academic journey. So the data Kurt provides a lot of objectivity. Are there in your decision-making daily subjectivities that go in or influence how you interpret the data or as you pass the data to decision makers to be utilized, it doesn't appear that there's a lot of gray area. I mean, if we believe that data tells the story, is it fair to say that a lot of WGU's decisions are guided by the information that we're able to mine? Yes, absolutely. We have weekly meetings around data metrics, not just monthly or quarterly meetings, but we actually have weekly meetings with with executives, academic leaderships, IT or educational technology leaderships with our other, those who are student facing, even down to our evaluation. And so we look at metrics that change weekly because we know that students are, again, are progressing on their own pace. But again, we have uh, 135,000 students that are moving along on their academic journey. And so we need to be aware that having metrics around courses, around assessments, even around student financial aid and, and other student services, we need to be aware that there could be several thousands of students who are having an experience, having an issue, having successes. And so on a weekly basis, weekly, as well as a monthly basis, we unpack the students, not just at a point in time, but uh, trended across the last several weeks, the last several months. If we know data and we're looking at the trends, looking at where students are having, again, these experiences with our faculty, with our, with our technology, we need to know how we can not only use it to help students now, but even use it in a maybe prescriptive manner that if our students are going this way in their journey, well, then we need to prepare for it. So it's not just in the time, but also looking ahead to how we can better serve our students next month, next year and such. So, so yeah, there, there is always a meeting about data and how we can not even just the data, but the insights behind it. What are the insights? What are the context, the background of this. So, Perfect. I'm going to segue here, Kurt. Not only does WGU rely on internal data, but it certainly as an institution has not been afraid to be vetted by external parties. I think most recently of the work with uh, Gallup. Can you talk a little bit about what we ask third parties to do? as we're looking to validate the results that WGU achieves. Yeah, it's great that we partner up with these other creditable, respected organizations, Strata, Harris Poll, and Gallup. And there's some other ones, but these are, we do some of our alumni surveys through this. And particularly with Gallup, with all of them, we want to know what our alumni are saying about their experience at WGU. Was it a good experience for them? Did they learn? You know, how can we do things better? Particularly with Gallup, we ask those questions, you know, again, around satisfaction or the ability to, to succeed. But with Gallup, we talk about the thriving nature. They have some thriving 
metrics around are they thriving financially and in their work, in their personal life. And so that's what's really has, has been great for us to know that, okay, they not only did have a good experience, but because of their experience, they are thriving and it has impacted both their, their professional and their personal life. And so it's great to have that, that external validation, external objectivity to then showcase and, and be a megaphone for all the great work that is being done at WGU. And we've been working with particularly Gallup for the last nine or 10 years. And so they are a like-minded organization and it's great to partner with them to really um, show the successes and the outcomes of WGU. So one of the things, Kurt, that this podcast is aimed specifically at policy leaders, state governmental leaders. And so one of the ideas is to try to prove the concept that an investment in a private-public partnership with WGU, which we know internally to be state affiliates, or grant and aid for our students is a solid investment. I know we haven't been able to get you on the road for a while with us, but one of the things that we do try to inform uh, state leaders is that, you know, a matter of equity that WGU students should be eligible for state grant and aid. I make that statement based on the fact that, you know, these are established individuals in their communities, often have families, often working full-time, average age of the student being 36 years old, you know, they're where they are for a reason, and that investment is going to be solidified by their likely having additional pathways to opportunity during the course of their career. I know in September, Gallup and WGU did an event in Washington, D.C., where I think there were a couple of items that spoke to that, both at the bachelor's and master's degree level, as far as what earning capacity was if individuals were able to complete degree programs. Can you talk us through that information as well as other items that you gleaned as real key from the most recent survey? Yeah, this was a special project with Gallup, and we talked with them about that. Again, we do our annual alumni survey that's been just very successful. This other impact report was really impressive as they put some of their development people, some of their their own data people, and we were able to, with our own data, using some of their methodology and such, we were able to come up with this impact report. And some of the findings were just very, I think, obviously very confirming, but also very, very outstanding. For example, WGU bachelor's degree graduates can expect to earn over 826000 more than they would have had just having a high school diploma. You know, subsequently, WGU master's degree alumni can expect to earn over over, over a million more dollars than they would have with their high school diploma. Those are the stories that we want to say. Those are the stories we want to tell of really the impact of WGU to, to students who may not have had that. And to have this substantially more increase in, in earning potential over their lifetime 
that impacts their family, their, their personal lives, their obviously the professional trajectory. But to have these these numbers really speak to just the increase or the 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 added value to that was just really uh, was remarkable and something that I think really resonates with a lot of people, with a lot of legislators and a lot of others who are really advocating for higher ed. One last data point is the Gallup people estimate that WG alumni have paid one point, well, essentially $1 billion less in tuition than they would have if they would completed their undergraduate degree elsewhere. So not only are we adding to their lives, but we're taking from them, which essentially adds to it, but all alumni have paid $1 billion less in tuition. So that's directly back into their pockets. It's, it's back into their lives. So they didn't have to pay the higher tuition rates elsewhere. So again, just some great stories around the impact of WGU. You know, that's just incredible. And I have to say, given again that our audience is primarily policy leaders, the traditional student, our traditional student or average student at 36 years old, that 800000 in additional earning, let's take a tax rate, 5%, that's another $40,000 over the lifespan of their employability back into state coffers. Mm -hmm. And in many cases, what we're looking at is a state investment of two to $3,000 over the 26 months it takes to complete a degree. So I will let our listeners do the math on that, Kurt. I know that's more in my lane than yours, but it's pretty hard to argue with the data. Yeah. Well, to kind of riff off that, Chris, as WGU is progressing in scale, not only are we seeing this over all of WGU, but like 800, or excuse me, 687 million of the savings came in the last three or four years. And so as we're increasing in our, we have over the last two or three years, we've had over 40,000 graduates, bachelors and masters. So 40,000 over the fiscal year. And we're, we're expecting to continue with this large increase so that these numbers are actually increasing at, at a higher rate because we're having more graduates. We're having students come in. We're graduating, again, at these, these large amounts, which are then increasing the number of students who are being impacted by this, which are then ultimately cascades into state and you know local communities and state communities and such. But the growth, the best is yet to come, I should say, just of, of how we're, we're increasing at such a, a phenomenal rate, even compared to, to many of the other institutions elsewhere. So, Okay, so Kurt, given all of the information that we've discussed today, I'm going to take this in a little personal turn and say, what is it like to know that you play a role in providing pathways to opportunities, in many cases for underserved students. I'm going to guess you sleep pretty well at night. I do. I absolutely do. And if you're asking me about my own personal commitment to WGU, well, not personal commitments, maybe a stretch, but I've been here 10 years and I'm still living the dream. 
and it's great to be involved with WGU because I'm merely also a, a smaller megaphone or a cheerleader for all of the work that gets done here. And I, I get to use the data. I get to see it. I get to see the students' data, not just the students, number of students graduating, but we work to collect all of the, the comments, the, the uh, feedback, and the accolades. To be involved with WGU for 10 years is just very, you know, I sleep well at night and it warms my heart during the day. Because just a, a quick comment is I do a little bit of traveling here and there, presenting or working with our, our stakeholders across WGU and my own professional activities. I've never come across a WGU student. And, and mind you, I, I wear my shirt or, or WGU jacket or something. And they always come up to me and say, oh, do you work at WGU? And I go, yes, I actually work there. I'm not a student, but... And I've never come across in 10 years someone who said, well, that was a waste of time. I've come across those like, it's a hard, it's tough. And I got through it. But the the thankfulness or the gratitude of like what it was to them. And then they say like, I actually told somebody else. I told my wife, I told my son, I told my uncle Ned who lives in Ottumwa, Iowa or whatever. They just can't stop talking about it. And so it's great to hear those stories because at a very personal level, they were impacted and was just the best thing for them. The And so I, I think as I've traveled, as I presented, but then also as I talked to other individuals in the higher ed arena and, and share with them our success metrics of serving students who who may not have had another chance elsewhere. It's it's very it's very humbling, but it's also very rewarding and a pep in my step as I get up in the morning to get on with uh, sharing the data and helping us serve more and more students. So that's Kurt Gunnell, director of institutional research at WGU. Thank you, Kurt, for taking time today to join us on Sage Advice and. Thank you for all you do. I know my team and I get to get the honor, the privilege to tell the WGU story, and you help make that a reality for us. So thank you for what you do. Thank you for being a part of this broadcast, podcast, and look forward to connecting again very soon. Thank you, Chris. It was was my pleasure and honor, and let's do it again. Always great to talk with you, Chris. That's it for this episode of Sage Advice from WGU. Thank you to Kurt Gunnell for sharing your wisdom with me today, and thank you all for tuning in. Sage Advice is a production of WGU External Affairs and is a collaboration between our team and Tell Well Story Company. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share with colleagues that might find today's topics interesting and give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you want to make sure you never miss an episode of Sage Advice, be sure to sign up for our email list at wguinyourstate.org slash podcast. 